It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot, hands Corey Davis, wide open. Davis still going, and he's in for the touchdown. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know who gets the q and Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it was day number one of Jets' mandatory minicamp. So we're going to review that with our friend who covers the Jets for NorthJersey.com, Mr. Andy Vasquez. Andy, if nothing else, it was a nice, cool 75 degrees out on that field, so that had to set the tone for a good day. Yeah, it felt a little warmer than that standing out there, I'll be honest, but it was another nice day, a beautiful day in Florham Park, and good to see the Jets uh, back on the field. They had everybody in attendance today for mandatory minicamp, not a surprise, but obviously there was some question coming into this week what that would look like. Today we saw it, and every single player was there uh, in some capacity. Obviously, not everybody was on the field, but the full attendance for the first day of uh, minicamp. As we always do, Andy, let's start with Zach Wilson. A bit of an up-and-down day for him. Arguably his shakiest day so far. This was the first time that he seemed to be a little slower to process what he was seeing, maybe a little bit indecisive, uh, which led to him making some throws that had to be forced into tight windows and even some of the completions looked like they wouldn't have gone so well if, if they were going full speed in a game where people could make hits or, or were really selling out for the ball. So uh, I had him going five for 10 with two interceptions. One of the interceptions was just as a throw he forced and the defender and the receiver got there at the same time and the ball popped up in the air. And then the other interception was a ball that was, it was a weird play. He was looking for Vincent Smith. Smith, as Wilson released the ball, kind of started to fall down. And it might have been like right in his chest, but instead he had to like reach up into his left to grab the ball and it hit his shoulder, popped up in the air, was picked off. So those were both the picks. There was probably another couple throws that were iffy. Look, he's a rookie. He's going to have some bad days. He's going to have some learning days. Today wasn't even a bad day. He still threw the ball nicely, but he's learning. This is going to happen. It's okay. He's developing, and and these these days are to be expected. Andy, we talk a lot about Zach Wilson for obvious reasons. He was the number two overall pick. He's the quarterback. He was the most important player, but he isn't the only one that's been the center of attention a lot of days. Elijah Moore has been getting rave reviews. That continued today. Another outstanding practice for the second round pick out of Ole Miss. Yeah, another really solid day for the rookie. It wasn't anything crazy special, but he looked good. He made a nice diving catch over the middle, a good effort. Wasn't the highlight of practice, but a very good effort. And he got involved in 11-on-11, 7-on-7s. He continues to be a force. He was lining up with the starters, even with Corey Davis back. Obviously, it'll be interesting to see how the Jets use him when Jamison Crowder is on the field full-time in training camp. 
he wasn't on the field much today just because the Jets are easing him in after uh, he, he sat out that, that time earlier during OTAs over that contract dispute. But it's, it's been really good stuff from the rookie. He's doing exactly what you'd want to see here at this stage. The wide receiver core had the spotlight on it today. We just talked about Elijah Moore. Jamison Crowder obviously didn't get a look with the ones because this was his first practice. We'll get back to him a little bit later because he spoke to you guys after practice. However, it was interesting to see that the ones were Elijah Moore, Keelan Cole, and Corey Davis for the brief time that he was on the field. Keelan Cole above Denzel Mims may mean nothing, but it may mean something. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, not necessarily a surprise, considering that Cole has a lot more experience and Mims has missed some time here during the offseason. But it's interesting, it bears watching, and the Jets might have a situation, which is a situation we haven't seen often in recent years, where they have too many decent receivers to go around, and it's going to be really interesting to see how Mike LaFleur and Robert Sala manage that because it's it's an issue. But it's a good issue to have, and, and also injuries could solve some of these problems as, as things tend to crop up. So we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. But it's an interesting development here early in the camp, and, and obviously, it'll as I said before, it'll be interesting to see how they deploy the receivers when, when Crowder's healthy. Overall, though, the wide receiving core made some nice plays. Like I said, Keelan Cole got in there and made a nice catch. And a really nice catch, too, by a running back. It was Michael Carter, the rookie, with a one-handed grab. Yeah, Carter had a really nice catch, arguably the best catch of the day. There's another one in the running, which I'll explain in a moment. But it was during seven-on-sevens down the right sideline, and it was a deep ball, and he hauled it in with one hand. I couldn't actually see the catch because the players – weren't in the play were blocking me out but from the reaction and from the other reporters who saw it it was pretty cool so that's very good to see the rookie making the most of his opportunity and also vincent smith who obviously had that not so nice moment earlier in practice had a really one really nice one at the end of practice catching a deep ball that he laid out for it was obviously a deep ball so it was for a big gain and, and it was just a ball he had to die for. It was the only way he was going to get it, and he came down with it. And obviously that had his teammates pretty excited. So that was, in my eyes, probably the highlight of practice for a guy who has had a little bit of a shaky camp. Probably a nice moment for him. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. One other notable thing that I saw, Andy, is that Two of the rookies got in there with interceptions. Brandon Eccles, who I'm tempted to call Antoine Eccles because of the middleweight boxer, he got himself an interception. And then also Jason Pinnock, who has gotten some positive reviews from the original OTAs, he got in there with an interception as well, and Pinnock was getting run with the ones. Yeah, a lot of rookies got run with the ones, that's hard to say, today. Um, And you said it very well, so I'm I'm impressed, but... I'll test your uh, your pronunciation skills here in a moment. But yeah, a lot of the rookies got run with the starters, and that's especially in the defensive backfield. I mean, that's to be expected. I think Pinnock is a guy that you got to watch moving forward. Uh, I mean, all these guys you got to watch moving forward because they, they have a chance to win jobs because the Jets are so 
know, underestablished at that position. And then I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name until I until I get the pronunciation card from the Jets. But the rookie from the linebacker from Florida State mm-hmm. also got some run with the ones and, and and looked didn't look like he was out of place out there. I'll let you uh, try to pr- pronounce that, Scott. But uh, this is different than what obviously we've seen in years past. I'd like to see how it goes during training camp when it when it matters more. But Obviously, fans were frustrated with not seeing rookies on the field and getting a chance to kind of prove themselves. I don't think that's going to be the case with Robert Sala, who talks constantly about wanting to give his young guys a chance to, to show what they can do and to develop. Hamza Nasraldine. That's how you pronounce it. Or you can just call him okay. Nas. Nas was his nickname at Florida State. So that's how you pronounce that name. I've done a lot of work on him. That's the only reason I know, because otherwise, trust me, I'd be in the same boat as you. Andy, let's talk a little bit about what was said before and after practice. Robert Salas spoke before practice. What did he have to say? Well, just before I forget, Scott, one more note from practice. Uh, since we were critical of the kickers last week, they looked good today. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven of eight, and we can't see exactly where they're kicking from, but it looks like around 50, 45, uh, 35, and 25. So they made both guys made the kicks from 50. I believe Chris Nagar missed from 45, and then they made every other kick they took. So nice job from the rookies. Now going back to Robert Sala. Um, one of the more notable things he said was about first how excited he was to get Jameson Crowder and Marcus May back in the building uh, or into the building for the first time. Obviously, those guys haven't been around, two veterans. Obviously, Marcus May is a captain, so important to have them in the building. I asked Sala about May and where he's at in the playbook, and Sala said that he's confident that May will be where he needs to be when camp starts or something to that effect, which was a little bit of a surprising answer because it would have been easy to say, like, He's good. He's, he's got a handle on it. So read into that what you will, but I, but I thought that was interesting. And that was really the highlights from what Salah had to say today that I can remember. He also said something notable that you missed, which is that there's not going to be minicamp practice on Thursday. Yes, there you go. Um, he said basically that they're going to do some organizational stuff. Basically, they're going to do some organizational stuff where they're in the building and, and going over stuff. I'm guessing that's kind of just workflow stuff, how they're going to be doing things differently than they were in the past. Uh, so the team will be there on Thursday, but they will not be practicing. Um, and that's not a huge surprise because the way he's treating this week is to basically use it the same way he's been using the mini camps. They're not, I mean, I'm sorry, the same way they've been using the OTAs. He is not running the practices any differently, uh, and they already have 11 of those practices under their belt. So they're going to stop at 12 and do some other stuff on Thursday to set themselves up for training camp. Jamison Crowder spoke for the first time since agreeing to restructure his deal. He was there today, as we said, didn't get run with the ones because of the fact that he hasn't practiced yet. I'm sure he had plenty on his mind, including some observations about the guy that a lot of people thought might take his job, Elijah Moore. Yeah, he said that he likes Moore and he's impressed by the way he's played early, which makes sense because he's he's looked really good. And in terms of how that's going to work with them together, Crowder 
obviously as a pro and he handled that question like one, he said that there's good enough for guys for everyone to eat is the terminology he used in this offense. And he also noted that Moore has a slightly different skill set than him. So doesn't necessarily view him as a direct threat or however you want to put that to his position. One of the other things he talked about is obviously the contract renegotiation, which was finalized yesterday where he's taking a pay cut and uh, he handled that answer the way he wanted or the way he should as well. Basically saying that it's a business Um, when pressed on it, like several more times, he finally admitted that he was a little surprised when the jets came to him and asked him to take less money, especially um, these are my words here, especially considering that he's been the team's most productive receiver for the last two seasons. But um, in the end, it's a business. He's excited to be back and working and, and looking forward to the challenge going forward. And, and when he was asked directly if he had any bitterness, he basically said, this is a business and I'm here to do my job. So I don't think Jameson Crowder is going to be a guy whose unhappiness will affect his play or the locker room or anything like that. If anything, he's going to be more motivated going into a contract year to prove the Jets wrong and, and get paid by likely some other team a year from now. Not all that interesting, but another player who is hoping to probably make it through the year and get a contract elsewhere in 2022 is Greg Van Roten. He said that he felt like a weight was lifted off of him and he was so happy to be back in the building after everything that transpired with COVID. Understandable, clearly, but we'll see now if he can earn himself a spot in the starting lineup. There's no guarantees there whatsoever, but one guy that they are counting on to start and to be one of the centerpieces of this team going forward is Makai Becton. He spoke today and his weight issues were at the forefront, not only for him, but for Robert Sala. Yeah. So obviously Robert Sala said a couple weeks ago or last week that Becton needs to He's, he's in the process of learning how to take better care of his body. And the implication there is that he hasn't figured it out yet um, and has more work to do. So obviously the questions related to McKay today were around his weight because that's an issue that he's admitted to being a, a, a problem in the past. And obviously that was one of the concerns when the Jets drafted him. And it was a concern that was noted in several reports last year. Um, when he was asked about where his weight is at now and how he feels about it, he said good. When he was asked specifically what his weight is, he, he said that he wasn't sure. Um, I don't find that to be believable. I'm guessing he's, he's getting weighed a lot. Um, but he, he probably just doesn't want to disclose that. But he's, he said that he's at a good weight. He said that he has hired a personal chef and that he's doing other things like on his own, like walking, jogging, doing whatever he can to keep the weight to where it wants to be. He said he caught himself. He said, when people talk about my weight problem or my weight issue or whatever it is, um, that he doesn't really see it as a problem. He feels like he's in a good place, but obviously given Salah's comments and and given the fact that uh, Becton hasn't been able to stay on the field, it's it's something to watch. It's not a comfortable topic of conversations. By the end of the interview, it was, it was kind of down to one word answers when he talked about that portion. And, and I mean, I understand that it's not, nobody would want to talk about that at, at 
what it implies that it's hurting his career, but there's a potential for it to hurt his career. And it's something that we have to report on. So uh, sometimes our job isn't comfortable, but that's not our job isn't to you know, be comfortable with the players. It's to get the answers about, you know, important issues. And unfortunately for the Jets, this is an important issue. Yeah, Andy, it's a very important issue because Makai Becton is one of the most important players on the team. So he has got to find a way to stay at a certain weight and make sure that, as Robert Salas said, he keeps his body healthy. He did seem very bullish on Zach Wilson, though. Here's the exact quote. He's going to be a problem. He's really good. So that's nice to hear from Makai Becton. And obviously those guys are going to have to be on the same page as we move forward throughout training camp next month and then into the regular season. It may take some time, but it's encouraging at least to hear Mekhi Pekton talk about his teammate and his new quarterback that way. One other note we missed, Andy, Kenny Aboa, the undrafted rookie out of Ole Miss, dropped three passes today. He's somebody we had some high hopes for. The Jets' tight end situation is far from settled but Yaboa coming in here as a high-profile undrafted free agent was thought to be somebody that could really have a role, perhaps even earn himself some real playing time as a rookie. Dropping three passes right away is not going to help his cause whatsoever. We'll see if he does better tomorrow. And when tomorrow comes, we will have a full report just like we did today with Andy Vasquez, who covers the Jets for NorthJersey.com. Andy, as always, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. As I said, we will talk more tomorrow and talk in depth about everything that happens at practice. You're going to have access to all the assistant coaches, too, so that'll be fun. Unfortunately, we're not going to have a practice to cover on Thursday, but Robert Sallow will be talking to the media, so we'll bring you everything that comes out of that as well. In the meantime, make sure that you're following Andy on Twitter at Andy underscore Vasquez. Read his work at NorthJersey.com, where they've got a fantastic deal going right now. Six months for only 99 cents. That's right. You get everything at NorthJersey.com, even the stuff behind the paywalls for six months for just 99 cents. That breaks down to like 15 cents a month. I'm a subscriber. You should be too. Great local journalism there, and you can support Andy's work as well and support our work over at playlikeajet.com, where we've got fantastic articles up right now, including Will Greenan, who did some fantastic work about what the Jamison Crowder restructure means. And so you can read that and check out everything we've got going on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel as well. Luke Grant's got film reviews of Elijah Moore, both Michael Carter, Zach Wilson, and he's got one up now talking about the LA Rams offense and what the Jets should steal from them and incorporate into their offense in 2021. And if you haven't given us a five-star review on the podcast yet on iTunes, if you could go ahead and do that for us, we really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com.